0: Hello all and welcome all to another edition of the NFL DFS today podcast presented by Sports Ethos. I'm your host Mike Lefemina and today we will be going over the week 18 DraftKings main slate. We've made it folks. It is the final Regular season, mainly of the NFL season, Uh, been some ups and downs in the road. So let's see if we can close out the season with a banger there. Now, week 18 is a completely different animal, obviously, with all the rest that will be going on. It's. It's not quite a preseason environment because we won't see quite as many teams changing quarterbacks like every quarter or anything like that. But it's with some of the names we might be throwing into our lineups, it's going to feel like a preseason slate. Uh, The one misnomer I just want to address that I think a lot of people get wrong about week 18 is they only focus on the games that matter or the teams that are playing for something, right? So, for example, Chicago-Green Bay. Oh, Chicago has nothing to play for. They're out of the playoffs. They're not going to take this week seriously. Uh, You know, that's just not the correct way to be thinking about it. All these guys... Whoever gets on the field is out there trying to prove something, whether that's incentives in their contracts, whether that's playing for the next contract, whether it be on their current team or a different team. It's just a hyper competitive league. And anytime any of these guys get a chance to step onto the field, they are going to be trying to make the most of their opportunities for sure. And also, I think there could be some merit to that line of thinking on some teams that, right, we think it's a sinking ship and the coach is gone. So I may not be super into playing any of the Washington guys this week off the top of my head. That's one that pops out, you know, um, but. Other teams, like Chicago, they already announced their coach is coming back next season. This is Justin Fields' last chance to prove that they should trade the number one pick or use the number one pick on something other than a quarterback, and that he's the guy. Vegas, they love Antonio Pierce, the players. They want to go and show out for him in Week 18. Just uh, Arizona, right? Their coaches coming back. Denver, the Jets, Giants, Tennessee, all these teams. Cincinnati, you know, they're not lame duck coaches. You could say the Chargers fall into the same category as Washington. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Don't automatically X anybody out because – you think there isn't going to be a lot of motivation there. With that being said, if this is your first time joining us on the Friday night show for NFL, where have you been all season, number one? Uh, But number two, we will be going position by position. We will continue to do this throughout the playoff slates as well, so don't fear on that. And I'll be going through some of the top spend-up options, some of the top value plays at each position, and discern whether they are going to be a cash game or a tournament GPP play only. So let's dive right into the quarterback position. And, whoa, buddy, do we have some Options this week one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine priced below five thousand dollars. Nine in the 4k range that's unheard of, unheard of. Uh, and then another one, two, three, four, five. Six or so, I believe, below 5500 This is, you know, uh, if you've been listening throughout the year, you know I love spending down on quarterback, especially in cash games. Last week, I spent up for Hertz, and it did not. It was fine, but obviously, it worked out that Tyrod Taylor was the spend down option play Even Jarrett Stidham was fine. Uh, So up top this week, we have one second, two quarterbacks above 8,000, and then only one in the 7,000 range. We got Jalen Hurts at 8,100 going against the Giants. Dak Prescott going against the pathetic Washington defense for 8,000. And Justin Fields at $7,200. I think that most people are just going to gravitate towards Dak Prescott. He gets a great matchup in a game. Dallas is plenty motivated to win. They clinch the two seed in the NFC with a win. Washington is absolute garbage on defense. Defense and it's really hard to make an argument going against that and then obviously the farther down you scroll the ickier things get so i it's tough cuz i want to say that there's plenty of options to spend down and there are there are but just none of them have the ceiling that obviously Dak or Jalen Hurts or even Justin Fields, for that matter, possess. Uh, my pick of the three would be Fields. I think Green Bay has the worst defense and Fields provides way more of a rushing upside than Dak Prescott Um And yes, Chicago technically has nothing to play for. But as I mentioned earlier, I think Fields is still trying to prove that he's that guy and can be moving forward for the Bears. And the Bears obviously would love not only to break their losing streak against Green Bay, but potentially knock them out of the playoff race as well. Uh, not a lot of interest in Lawrence or Goff this week. Uh, Jordan Love is a possibility, but Chicago's defense has been playing a lot better as of late. Uh, Kyler Murray is fairly interesting. He's been coming on as late as of late, and Seattle's defense is just not very good. Uh, Baker is in a okay matchup. Yeah, I'm not super excited about that, but uh, I think the best mid-range play would be Gino going against Arizona. Obviously, there's a lot of incentive for Seattle to put their foot on the gas pedal and take care of business in this one. And Arizona is very vulnerable through the air. Um, you know, this obviously isn't the 20. 20- or the last season version of Gino Smith that we have gotten this season. Uh, But Gino gets a pretty good matchup going against Arizona. Now for the drop off and spend down options. Tyrod Taylor going against this dust uh, secondary of Philadelphia, who makes everybody look awesome. Uh, you know, Arizona didn't attempt a punt last week. The Arizona Cardinals in Philadelphia just it's just inexplicable what's going on. Matt Patricia is still leading the helm of the defense there, so that doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. And Tyrod balled out last week. Um, you know, he's 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 a capable player. I know I kind of poo pooed him last week. Given his age and how long it's been since we've seen Tyrod Taylor actually perform, but he kind of put me in my place last week, and I'm willing to uh, quickly amend that error and go to Tyrod at only $5,300 this week. I believe that Nick Mullins is an option as Detroit's secondary is pretty leaky Mullins is not afraid to push the field, the ball down the field. Uh, Minnesota tried the Jared Hall experiment last week uh, to no avail. You know, Mullins is prone to a couple turnovers. We know this, uh, but you know, I don't, he's, it's not going to just be a run heavy approach from Minnesota. They are going to chuck the ball. He's still throwing the ball to Addison to Justin Jefferson. So, Mullins has some upside potential. And then other than that, um, you know, I'm not really interested in Bailey Zappi against the Jets or Carson Wentz going against San Fran, even if it is the backups. Blaine Gabber, you know, eh, I think I would just keep it to Mullins or Tyrod Tyler. Taylor in my spend downs. Uh, If you want to consider Gino at 6,100, normally that is a spend down, but this week it's more mid-tier. And then if you want to spend up, I would go Fields. Prescott Hurts in that order. Moving on to running back this week. Again, there's going to be Some replacements in there. There's going to be some top guys with their full workloads. So at the top of the board is, believe it or not, Rashad White. We live in a world where Rashad White is the top-priced option on a main slate. Um, But it's tough to argue with his workload. We saw Travis Etienne come back to life against this Carolina defense last week. And we never play Rashad White for his rushing efficiency. We play it for his pass-catching ability and his workload. It's volume, volume, volume with Rashad White. And there's no reason to suspect he won't get a lot of volume in a must-win game for Tampa Bay. They win. They are the division champions. So I suspect that Rashad White is going to get a great workload this week. Uh, Other options up top that catch my eye, I think that Reese Hall is certainly in consideration. I know New England is a fairly tough matchup, especially on opposing running backs, but Trevor Simeon is not afraid to throw the ball to Brees Hall. We've seen that the past couple weeks. His uh, catches have been certainly fantasy-friendly and on a site like DraftKings, on a full PPR site. I think Brees Hall makes a ton of sense for the spend-up options. Uh, Dare I say Tony Pollard at 6,500 is, Is in play this week. It just is the same old story with Tony Pollard. No Rico Dowdle last week. Still cannot get anything done. Uh, But if he is ever going to get going. Excuse me. This is the spot. Going against this Washington defense. And I think the price is just too cheap to ignore the potential upside. That he possesses with the workload that he will possess in this high powered offense. Uh, so I think I'm willing to go back to Tony Pollard this week. Moving on down, Aaron Jones has looked spry and back to the Aaron Jones that we know and love. And I believe that his $6,300 price tag is a little too inexpensive given the slate. And yes, Chicago, again, it's not the best matchup in the world. But with the injuries that the Green Bay receiving corps are dealing with, there's a lot of uncertainty there. I think that Jones could be a little more involved in the pass game as well. We already we just got the news that Josh Jacobs is out, so that means Zamir White at 6000 can certainly be fired up with confidence once again. We've seen them have no reservations them being the Raiders about giving Zamir White all he can handle in terms of volume when Josh Jacobs has been out. Uh, and then, if Eli Mitchell is ruled out, Jordan Mason at 4600 is an extremely great value, uh, a must-click for cash games due to the price and the and the uh, projected volume and just overall workload. It's it you don't get starters for that price who should be seeing close to 100% of the snaps would be my guess. Uh, So Jordan Mason is certainly somebody to keep an eye on as a spend-down option. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, You might, if you're... That's probably the lowest I would go. Um, Zeke At 5,900 going against the Jets, obviously not a great matchup, but Bailey, it's kind of the same argument for Brees Hall, just to a much lesser degree, obviously, because it's Ezekiel Elliott, not Brees Hall. Um, But Bailey Zappi has really thrown the ball a lot to Elliott, mainly because the wideouts for England stink so um, and we know that he will be getting the goal line work as well if there is any so the spend down option if Eli Mitchell is out Jordan Mason is a lock in cash games I would say the other lock would probably be Tony Pollard for me in tournaments I have a lot of interest in Rashad White I have a lot of interest in Brees Hall I have a lot of interest (coughs) in Zamir White, in Aaron Jones as well. Wide receiver this week. uh, I don't see a world where I'm not playing CeeDee Lamb at 9,300. Coming off the best game of his career where he put up 40-plus DraftKings points just insane um and now gets an even better matchup going against Washington yes it is on the road but it is fine i think the cowboys will be <laughs> excuse me rocking and rolling um Justin Jefferson going against this Detroit defense is ready is ready to explode and end the season, a lost season of his on a high note. And only 8,500 for Justin Jefferson feels like a crime. So Justin Jefferson and C.D. Lamb are my top two spend-up options. I think you can get away with playing both of them in cash games for sure especially if you spend down at quarterback and fit in Jordan Mason into your cash game lineups. Um, (coughs) Some spend down options to consider. There aren't really a ton that really catch my eye this week. Uh, Tyler Lockett only being 5,600 going against Arizona makes some sense to me. I think DeAndre Hopkins makes a good amount of sense at 6,100. Um, Greg Dortch has proven to produce when he gets opportunities. I That's more of a GPP play. Uh, right above him at 4,700, Rashid Shaheed is always an interesting GPP play, especially with the injuries, uh, mainly to Michael Thomas, and the bump in playing time that Rashid has been getting. It's just tough trusting Derek Carr to get the ball downfield. Uh, I think Ron, Wandale Robinson is certainly a cash game option. I don't really like playing him in tournaments. I've mentioned this in the past before, just due to the lack of ceiling that he's really going to possess. But at 4,200, where he gets his catches on the field, he, he gets a lot of easy ones. And on a PPR site, like DraftKings, every catch matters. So I think, you know, 10 to 12 points is certainly reasonable for Wandale Robinson and at 4,200. That's an easy fit into your cash games. Um, Some mid-tier options that I consider these are going to be GPP plays only.